Welcome to the One Right Church podcast, where we will discuss what it's like to believe that you attend the only right church. My name is Mark Shaw, and I spent the first 45 years of my life in the Followers of Christ Church in Oregon City, believing I was in the One Right Church. Our hope is that by simply sharing our story, that we would urge people to look to the Bible for answers instead of their religious traditions. We want to encourage people to trust in Jesus for their salvation and not in attending the One Right Church. Let's get started. Well, hello again, Scott. Hey, it's good to be here. Yeah. Well, we've got a guest with us today. It's a big day. It is. <laughs> it is. I talked my wife, Cindy, into joining us today. Was that an easy sell or not so much? No. <laughs> I, I kind of didn't think so, but that's what I expected. Yeah. But, uh, but I'm glad to have her here anyway. Yes, so. I'm glad to have her yeah. here too. So, uh, uh, Cindy, I mean, we've heard Mark's story, and he said that uh, kind of everyone has a little different story. I mean, yours is maybe, you know, at some point joins up with his, of course, right. but what was it that, uh, you know, God used to kind of get you uh, to where you are today? Yeah. So... Yeah, I would say my life growing up in followers was quite a bit different than Mark's. Um, Other than I had a really good childhood, um, two loving parents, two sets of grandparents, great-grandma, you know, just a close family, did normal things, family vacations. Um, We did a lot of outdoor activities together. Our vacations were around going to the reservoir and water skiing or, you know, in the winter going snow skiing or oh, just all family-oriented stuff. But um, around age 12, the best I can remember, um, my dad ended up leaving, leaving followers, leaving my mom and I. Um, oh. I can't remember exactly how long he was gone Um I would say probably around six months we, he was gone. And um, it was just me and mom. Um, that was a really hard time because I was really close to him, kind mm-hmm. of a daddy's girl. And um, so that was, and being 12 or around there, a lot of stuff was hidden from me of what was actually going on, you know. So all I okay. knew is dad was, dad was gone and, and I was heartbroken. And mm. so um, did you want to add something, Mark? No, no, no that, I, I was agreeing with you yeah. that I, I remember it being about six months as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah so, so he ap- was just uh, out of, I mean, he come back after six months? So he did. Um, mm-hmm. I remember mom picking me up from a friend's house and saying, your dad's uh, coming home. He's going to be home tonight. They had made an agreement that um, they wanted to stay married. They wanted, they loved each other. They wanted to be married and keep the family together, but he was not willing to come back to followers and she was not willing to leave followers. So they made an agreement to just basically leave each other alone about that topic. He would not try to convince her to leave and she would not try and convince him to come back. And that was kind of how that was left, which is pretty unheard of that I know of Hmm. in followers. So so that ended up being kind of a central thing in the negotiation for him to come back then. I, I guess. Sounds like, yeah. okay. Wow, interesting. Like I said, I was I was young and kind of left out of all of that other than I knew my family was back together, and that was mm-hmm. great. I was so excited to have my dad back. It was something, too. You talk about it being central. It, it, it would have been important for her mom at the time to make sure everyone at followers knew that 
she was not in danger of being taken out of the church by him, that, that she had made this arrangement okay. to where uh, it, it would ease other people's minds. Yeah. That, so she, that, that would have been one thing that people thought about, then, yes. was mm-hmm. if they had this arrangement mm-hmm. that she was going to be the next to go. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. and ultimately pull me out with her. You know, sure. that would be... Sure. Um, and I remember she had the support of her family behind her on this. So, I mean, I was... Like I said, I was a daddy's girl, and I was super excited to have my dad back. So, But things were very different after that. It was a very strange situation because me and mom loved him and had, had accepted him back, but the church didn't. The church rejected him. Um, my sister was married with um, their first grandchild, my mom and dad's first grandchild, and she she had rejected him. She was no longer around him. Um all their friends, my mom was still friends with them, but they were no longer my dad's friends. Um, let's see who, uh, holidays were difficult because me and mom would go to family holidays, Christmases and stuff. Dad was not allowed to go. So we would leave him home for everything, basically. Oh, so it wasn't just you leave him home on Sundays or Thursdays, you leave him yeah. home all the time. Yeah, birthdays, you know, oh, interesting. my sister had her second child, me and mom were involved in all that, and he was not. So that was really difficult. My heart, at that, even at that young age, my heart broke for him every time he was not included in something. So that was, that was hard. Um, but other than that, I would say our life was kind of back to normal. The three of us, you know, we would still go on vacations. Um, his parents, my grandparents, did not give him up. So they were around, which they ended up okay. taking some flack for, I, you know. People weren't very happy about that, but I, I was. I had grandparents that would vacation with us and that were at our house. They actually lived with us for a while, so that was that was nice. Um, so then kind of fast-forwarding to teenage life and dating and stuff, I, I did have dates and stuff, but I was never the girl that the moms wanted their sons to get serious with or, or marry because I had this dad, you know, who oh, was— Technically, what we would call a worldly person at that so point. So that changed. That changed your yeah uh, cachet. You yeah. might say with, with yeah. the young Well, men. and and even from age twelve, when he came back, the friend like friends couldn't come to my house anymore because I had this dad there. So I no longer could have friends over, or it was just a, yeah, it was just a different dynamic then. Um, kind of hard to to navigate that. Um, I would say even at that young age, it came with some anxiety of trying to schedule everything so people didn't run into my dad. And mm-hmm. I just, yeah, and I always just felt So really bad you started thinking about this kind of thing when you were 12. Yeah, yeah, I do think God was really opening my eyes to a few things clear back then. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, so me and Mark start dating. Uh, it's, so did you get some special well, <laughs> permission or were you just sneaky or what We were happened, sneaky. Mark? We yeah. stuck for three years. I was yes. sneaky for three years. Yeah. <laughs> I think we had one. I think we had one sanctioned date that that your mom, my yeah. <laughs> parents were okay with. I, um, my mom was not on board until I got the ring out of the cupboard and said, "I'm going to go propose, and you're going to want to get on board." And and to in her defense, she did from that point on. She, she was, was yeah great, okay. but she accepted me right, and she was amazing. But yeah. and I understood, like I. I grew up there. I, I understood why these moms were 
mm-hmm. acting this way and why his mom didn't want him to date me. It was hard for me, mm, you know, right. and Mark, but but I understood it. Well, it sounds um, like a like a, you know Hallmark romance kind of in pull the <laughs> well, ring out of the cupboard and there yeah. you go. <laughs> sounds good. Well, that we're was... talking ages like fourteen to seventeen, so. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe not ready for Hallmark. Right. right. No, no, okay. no, yeah. No. So so yeah, so we're getting more serious. We're we're dating. I can see that, you know, we're probably gonna get engaged soon, but with that, there's like this building and anxiety because I know that I'm gonna have to make a choice when I get married, when I'm not living here anymore. Oh, you're um, gonna have to make a choice about your dad. Yeah. I mean and and really I knew what the choice was. I was going to have to give up my dad when I got married. That was just a known fact. So, so being excited about getting engaged and all that oh, also had all this other anxiety with it. Yeah. So that was a rough time too. <laughs> yeah. We've talked about Cindy's, Cindy's dad didn't walk her down the aisle at her wedding. It's, uh, he didn't come to the didn't, wedding. <laughs> he didn't attend the wedding. Oh. Yeah. He wasn't okay. allowed to really, but he wouldn't have pushed that anyways. That's not mm-hmm. really his personality. He'd also grown up there. He knew, he yeah. knew how this was going to. Mm-hmm. So while I'm having all this anxiety about getting engaged and getting married, I can't even imagine probably what he was going through as a dad, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, got married. Um, he was not there, did not walk me down the aisle. Um, that was my first encounter with this really weird combination of on one hand having the greatest joy ever mm-hmm. and then having this terrible grief and loss at the exact same time and trying mm. to kind of navigate that and mm. not yeah. look like you're so anxious and upset because you are so anyways that was yeah that was that was hard it wouldn't be the last time you felt that. No, and that's what I was going to say. That was the first time, and I would say these last three and a half years since we've left followers, that's the same thing. I, I always tell people it's so odd to navigate because it's like the most amazing joy we've ever had mm-hmm. with the grief and loss of our loved ones that we've, sure. that we've lost at the same time. And like those two mashing together is really hard to kind of deal with. And you don't really... I mean, you have them both, and they neither one go away. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 So, so you, so you didn't see your dad after you were married, right? Um, I stopped. I remember we stopped by when we got home from our honeymoon. We stopped by to pick up some more of my stuff from yeah. the house, and he, like the saddest, <laughs> sorry, one of the saddest memories I have. We pulled up, and he was outside shooting basketball like hoops, like thinking, because that's what we would have done together, you know, oh, and I. You just sort of did a hi, dad, and walked on in the house. Like, you know, it was just, it was, it was awful. Mm. It was sad for everybody. Mm. I can't, yeah, I can't imagine what it felt like for him. So, but yeah, so after we left, well, that's not true. About a year before we left, I started really thinking about reaching out to him. Um, It'd been probably maybe 26 years at that point. Yeah. Oh, my. And um, just really, I mean, God was just really tugging on my heart about that situation. So and it was still kind of unresolved for you. Yeah, and he, and like I said, that. his personality, he just left and left us alone. Mm-hmm. So there there was some there was some more contact. Uh if, well, you, if you, they would have <laughs> Yeah, if if they would have uh some repair work that they needed help with on their house or something, I I would 
be willing to go and help them. And uh, I would. But I never went. Yeah. When your mom was not not well and you were over there taking care of him, you would run into him occasionally. But it was it. You guys always worked really hard to schedule around to make sure yeah. they didn't cross paths. It was very stressful yeah, for everybody. My mom. It was yeah, very stressful for her to try and figure out schedules so she could have a life still with me and my sister and our kids and, you know, and then did, a did, separate life with him. Yeah. Did you work this hard on account of your dad, on account of your mom, or on account of other people oh not thinking that you were somehow getting along with your dad? Probably, with your dad? probably a little bit of all of that. Oh, interesting. Okay. And, and I think some, yeah, some of it was the heartbreak. Like I couldn't, I couldn't stand to run into him, you oh, know? Oh, because it was just too sad. And I was so worried still for him. Like I still just felt so bad for okay, him. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, so Father's Day, the Father's Day the year before we left, I think we had just attended church at Followers and we were headed down the freeway going out to lunch. And I just said, I knew Mark had my dad's number. And I just said... <laughs> I think I, I think I want to text him and tell him Happy Father's Day, thinking he's going to be like, oh, really? Happy Father's Day, you know, mm -hmm. after 26 years. Yeah. But so I did, and I didn't expect a response. And in just a little bit, I got a big, long, loving, amazing text from him. Okay. So we kind of did that off and on, not very often, but for the next year. Then when we when we left followers, Mark reached out to him to let him know and kind of told him our story and that we were, you know, in the middle of grieving and and he understood that, yeah, you know. I bet he did, yeah. And um, it wasn't long. We had booked airline tickets and went to uh, to see him. But before that, I'd say so. That year before was when I was really starting to realize like what I what I'd done, like that that this was, this was not okay and that, that this couldn't have been okay with God, that I had done this rejection of somebody who, I, who loved me and I loved so much and there wasn't, there wasn't any reason for it. But I started realizing like I hadn't just done that to my dad, I had done that to God. Like I, this was a, I think the sin of that became very real, that he had, you know, this is somebody who not only I love, but this is somebody God loves. This is somebody God created, mm -hmm. and I rejected. I that was just really hard to kind of wrap my mind around, and that was something I would say that was my like first like something I had to repent for, and I knew, I understood like what that meant at that time. I'm not just I'm not just sorry for for rejecting him. I need to to turn around. And fix this. I need to turn from that behavior, that sin, and and do what's right here. So, in some respect, you sounds like you felt really responsible at that point that you had done this. It wasn't like, yeah, the environment I was in, or my family, no. or yeah. anything else. It was like, yeah, it was for me. sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so you did. Yeah. So we did. <laughs> I, re I think I remember that trip. Yeah. Um, that was a big one. It was. And how long? How long had you been out when you went? I can't. Not remember. Not very long. Like, I can't remember when we went that first time. Um, maybe Christmas ish. 
It was in the winter, it seemed like. I think it was. was Right after we left. We left around August, and it was probably that. Within a few months, I would say. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you would expect, I I expected, you know, to to go up to his house and him, you know, what I planned on doing was apologizing, was just pouring my heart out and saying, I'm so sorry for what I've done. But instead, (laughs) we walked up to the door with him opening it and huge smile and hey, sis, him crying and just grabbed me up in his arms. And there was not, there wasn't even a moment of, for apology. It wasn't like it was instantly. You didn't even get around to no, it. No, no. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So that he, was. He understood. Yeah. He, you know, I, I oh, said. Right. A, he didn't need an explanation. Right. Really. Yeah. Right. I I said in a previous episode, like our, our families, uh, choosing not to have us in their lives right now, I completely understand why they're doing it. And and her dad was the same. He completely understood why we did it. It didn't make it any less wrong for us to do, but we... He at least understood why we did it. Mm -hmm. And at that point, it had been 27-plus years that we'd seen each other or, you know, had a more than a hey or a hi, you know, in passing. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. It sounds like the story of the prodigal sons, but it sounds like, to me, the yeah. dad, you know, welcomes you back. Yeah. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, it felt that way to me for yeah. sure because I, I was a little bit worried. I, I definitely wanted her to go up to the door first. <laughs> you know, I just, you know, you're so brave. I, I thought he was going. You know, I well, thought there the may be some some blame. Stole his daughter away. You yeah. know, oh, yeah. is what is what Mark yeah. thought he was going to be. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, it was. Uh, it wasn't only his daughter that he welcomed back. He, he was just. Hmm. I never really did know him very well because he had been Probably gone, not, right? You know, but um, yeah, he has been uh, very welcoming. Very. Mm-hmm loving. It's been great. So you had that initial encounter and then what happened? I mean, you, at the door, you, you didn't get inside the house yet. You haven't even told me what yeah. else went on in there. Yeah, I don't, I think they made dinner for us right then. I don't know. We sat and ate and just talked. Yeah. We just talked mm-hmm. for a long time. He ended up bringing out some old pictures from when I was little and we looked at those and yeah, it was just, it was easy. It was like, it was right back to where, mm-hmm. where it was. Yeah. It was, yeah, very gracious and forgiving of him <laughs> and that's unconditional love really right, right that's there really that's cool. yeah yeah, yeah. So reconciliation just kept coming to mind like this is this is what god wants god wants reconciliation he's mm-hmm. i mean that's the whole gospel you know he had he was in glory and came down to to live here on earth and go through everything we went through all the trials all the hurt all the and then to take our sin upon him, he's sinless, and take our sin upon him and take it to the cross so that so that we can be reconciled to God. Like that's that's what he wants. He's he reconciled us to God and this this is what he wants for all of us too, you know? That's really cool. It's cool to have a like a really solid picture yeah. of that. Yeah. How neat is that? So then earlier, yeah. yeah, sorry, when earlier when you said you just knew this felt wrong, but you didn't know what was right. Once I knew the gospel, now, yeah. then I knew why. Mm. Yeah. 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 And he, I had done the opposite of that, you know, the opposite of what he'd actually designed and commanded me to do. Mm. I had done the opposite of that. And that's. So you knew what the hard. right thing to do was, but you also mm. knew 
uh, I don't know how can maybe how to go about doing it. I mean, you reconcile with your dad, and then essentially to believe the gospel and reconcile with God mm-hmm. is, you know, it's both yeah. of those, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. There is some scripture here in, um, that you had mentioned, Cindy, uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. I'll, I'll read starting in verse... It's the reconciliation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Starting in verse 18, it says, All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself not counting their trespasses against them, and, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. So I, it's just, I mean, that's, that's the scripture that reinforces mm-hmm. what, what you're talking about there. Yeah, the, um, the uh, we used to, you know, sing old hymns every church meeting, and I sang those for 40, what, 43 years? 42 years before. Yeah. You don't have to say how old you are, really. <laughs> it's just really that I can't remember. <laughs> but uh, until they started changing, the words in the songs, once my eyes were opened and I knew truth and I knew the gospel, and I, we, me and Mark would just sit through every church meeting and, and cry at these, at these songs that we'd sang our whole lives, yeah. but they were so different now. The, the songs weren't changing. We were changing. Uh, yeah. oh, okay, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I understood it the other yeah. way, too. Yeah. Um, no. yeah. the, songs, the words of the songs didn't change. Our eyes and our hearts and our ears changed. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So one that stood out to me afterwards um, is called, I Gave My Life for Thee. Um, and you're going to sing it now for us? I'm not going to sing it, but I will read it. Thank <laughs> you, though, for trying that. He tries, he I tries to get me to sing every time, too. <laughs> so it says, I gave my life for thee, my precious blood I shed, that thou mightst ransom be and quickened from the dead. I gave, I gave my life for thee, what hast thou given for me? This... I'm going to read the rest of it, but this is a, a different kind of hymn because usually we are singing hymns to Jesus, you know, about stuff. He, this is actually a hymn, like, from him almost, you know, in his perspective, singing it to us. So, my Father's house of light, my glory-circled throne, I left for earthly night, for wandering sad and lone. I left, I left it all for thee, hast thou left aught for me. I suffered much for thee, more than thy tongue can tell a bitterest agony to rescue thee from hell. I've borne, I've borne it all for thee. What hast thou borne for me? And I have brought to thee down from my home above salvation full and free, my pardon and my love. I bring, I bring rich, rich gifts to thee. What hast thou brought to me? <laughs> the rich gift of salvation full and free. Like we sang that and then it was... New words to us. Yeah, it's uh, amazing. It makes me think as you're reading that and we're talking about these songs where um, Jesus says that the Spirit, I will send the Spirit and he will bring to remembrance Mm -hmm. all the things. And I I can't tell you how many times I've just thought, oh, that's what that song means. Or, oh, that's what my dad meant when he said that just... Things that when they were said, 
I just oh you didn't get they it. just went over my head. Oh, I didn't okay. get it. Uh, I'd read the Bible and I wouldn't get it. Mm-hmm. And and then the but the the Spirit brings to remembrance. It's just so such a gift of grace that we were singing the gospel twice a week for. 40 years. We, we were singing it, not knowing what we were singing. Isn't that interesting? Because there wasn't, you know, the, the teaching or the, the Bible being opened, but there still was, you know, there still was a witness there. There mm-hmm. still was grace there, even though it was not noticed all the time. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, hopefully this has been helpful. If you have questions or comments or a topic that you would like us to cover, you can reach us at comments at onerightchurch.com. And for more information, you can visit our website, www.onerightchurch.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.